Welcome to the Inside Story on Franchising with valuable insights on how to create multiple streams of income through franchising and building businesses. Host Ricardo Matos has spent more than 25 years building businesses in multiple industries and helping other business owners succeed. His expertise and entrepreneurial know-how will educate and inspire you. On the show, Ricardo brings together industry experts and insiders who share solutions and strategies along with a passion for helping entrepreneurs make the best decision when it comes to buying a franchise or any business opportunity and much more. Welcome to the Inside Story of Franchising Podcast. Today we have Elizabeth Berrical. She is a PhD candidate and published academy author, Gender Diversity, Latin America, Immigrant Women, and Existential Challenge in Motherhood. Elizabeth has given public speaking engagement on the subject of mental health and her research on immigrant women, both in Spanish and Portugal. Elizabeth, welcome to the Inside Story Podcast. How are you today? Thank you so much, Ricardo. Happy to be here. I'm very, very well this morning. Thank you for having me on. You know, you and I, we know each other for quite some time, and I, I, mm-hmm. and I always wonder how much do you, you know, the business is all about and what entails. And I mm-hmm. love the your energy and who you are as a human being and your spirituality mm-hmm. and how you connect with great individuals and. But people don't know this, and I want you to share with us and tell us about you and what is it that you do and what your organization or your business does for great people out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ricardo. Um, I'm the owner of Center for Women and Family. It's a mental health clinic here in San Antonio. Um, I'm the first women's only mental health clinic specializing specifically in women. My PhD is from the University de Oviedo, from Oviedo, Spain. I lived, worked, and studied abroad in London and in Spain for over 10 years. And now I'm back home. Yep, I'm back home with family and and great friends, um, building my practice and, you know, kicking off my my podcast. I really am what you call an EMDR therapist as well as an existential therapist. So basically, I work with people who have undergone severe traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do this via desensitizing the traumas that have been stuck. And so I work with all sorts of people, to be honest with you, Ricardo. I, I love what I do. Um, I think that women and men and families, you know, we just need the help, especially with everything that's going on in regards to the pandemic right now. You know, people are going through some rough times right now. I see. I see. Is that mm-hmm. what the Center for Women and Family does in general? What is it? It's your organization? Yes, it's exactly. It's just mental health therapy. So people come in and they see me, Ricardo, for depression, for anxiety, for trauma. I'm really trauma focused. Um, I believe that through failure, through pain, you know, through all these negative emotions, these are things that we need, that we grow from, you know, Mm -hmm. that we have two ways of looking at something. We either look at the very positive way or the very negative way when something bad happens to us. And it's up to us, Ricardo, to decide what we do with that. And so I'm really trying to help people gear them towards reevaluating their situation and moving forward. Pain and failure and grief, it's all part of our life process, Ricardo. We're all going to go through it at, some, at certain points and at many points in our life. It's just how we deal with it is what I'm looking for, the outcome. 
interesting, you know, and you you mentioned that you specialize in women mental health. Is mm -hmm. there any reason why you specialize only in the mental acuity of women? So, or mm -hmm. do you, I know you only say women, but why is that? Why, why is it only women and not men? Right. Absolutely. My PhD is in gender and diversity. Um, okay. So basically women's issues. Uh, my studies and my research have been about Latin American immigrant women in Spain, some of the decisions that they go through while they're during the birthing process. And I feel like women in particular, Ricardo, you know, we're very vulnerable. You know, sometimes we're very undervalued, you know, um, we have certain attributes, not, not to say that men aren't, but there's certain vulnerability um, in being a woman. And so I really wanted to focus in and to specify, you know, on them. But I have been approached many times to ask, you know, if I see men, I absolutely see men. I see because men go through the same sort of issues. And I've been asked to open up a men's side of the clinic, which I think is a very good idea specifically for men. You know, men's mental health is a whole nother beast in itself, you know, and, yeah. and the way men go through depression and anxiety is very different from how a woman goes through it. You know, men tend to harbor their depression and their anxiety in the form of anger ah. versus women who harbor it in the form of sadness. So there's a lot of diversity um, in the gender, Ricardo, that, you know, is, is very different. But I really like to uh, specify on women in particular. No, that's very good to know because one of the things that people don't know is a lot of women are starting to become business owners. And their mm -hmm. mentality of owning a business for women and a lot of the perception of people think is that women are too emotional, they're not analytical, and that is not true, right? And the mm -hmm. thing is that things are changing in dramatically many different aspects, and the mindset of a women of women these days are evolving in a very unique strategic methodology that you help those women to achieve that level of success when they get into a uh, a roadblock, right? And that's where you come in, especially in a condition like today that we're actually living on a pandemic effect on mental yeah. health and acuity. How are you helping women who are business owners, right? To go to that breakthrough of enlightenment and to get back to focus on their business. Absolutely. That, that's a beautiful question, Ricardo. You know, my main focus in my clinic, I don't care what a woman has been through, whether it's been trauma or whether it's depression, whether it's postpartum depression, anxiety, all sorts of things. My main objective is to empower them, Ricardo, you know, to find it inside of them to begin to build, whether it's their self-esteem, whether it's their self-confidence, you know, we in ourselves, I believe very strongly that we harbor our own power, but we have to, it sounds very cliche, but we actually have to look inside to find it. There's no external factors. We, we can be the most successful business owner, Ricardo, in the world. And if we're not happy inside, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. None of it matters. But in order for us to get there, I believe that we have to go through many painful periods. We have to go through failures. You know, I know of people who have gone through three and four different failures in business. They've tried three and four different times to open up private practice. And, you know, on the fifth time, Ricardo, they make it, you know, yeah. and 
it, it's a matter of persistence. I also like to teach my women to be very consistent in what they do, that it's not, you know, we don't get up one day and we run a, a marathon. We get up one day and we start going for a 10 minute walk and then a 15 minute walk. And then that turns into a five minute run and a 10 minute run. And we start building up yes. and it's in all the small consistent steps that make it happen. You know, we, we can't achieve success, Ricardo, in one go. We, we achieve it in small, little, consistent steps. It's, it's funny, when you mentioned that you jumped in in my next question, which was related mm -hmm. to obstacles. And when you overcome certain obstacles, you allow that person to achieve that breakthrough of going to a sort of passive level of knowledge or wisdom mm -hmm. or or how to integrate their business entity into the next level, right? And mm -hmm. when you mentioned that you are going to steps and you have that one friend of yours who has started one business or two business, the idea here is not to give up, right? And to find exactly. that person like you who can help them move forward is so essential, especially if a woman can relate to another woman, even better. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. that brings up to me, which age group of the adult most affected by the pandemic are stressed based on the business owners confronting today issues that you have encountered? What, what do you feel that those women are or those individuals that you deal with? Which category? You know, it's changed. Group? It's changed? It's changed. Yeah. You know, before I was getting, you know, middle-aged, later-aged women coming in. But right now, it's all across the board. I have... Um, I don't see adolescents or children, but my, my youngest one is an 18 year old. Um, I have very, very young ones like, like them all the way up to late fifties, early sixties, you know, we're all suffering something during this pandemic, whether it's work life balance, you know, we're trying to work from home while women are having to cook and they're taking care of their children and they're being a teacher to their children and they're having to finish deadlines being a good wife, um, yeah. you know, household duties, you know, we were juggling everything. And like I said, it's not just the women, it's also men too, you know, now they're having to maybe also be the teacher or have to also cook and also have to partake in household duties as well as work. So right now, you know, we're kind of going through some very strange times. Um, so I'm seeing a very good mix of everybody. Everybody, Ricardo, is feeling it and is suffering from the pandemic, from the quarantine, in a very different way. But we're all going through it, you know? Interesting, interesting. I mentioned, mm -hmm. you mentioned the different group levels from 18 up to, you know, in the late 50s. And mm -hmm. I know the pandemic has stressed everybody in a very different way. You know, like I work from home mm -hmm. and I put hours and hours of working and uh, I have to get out of here sometime at the end of the afternoon go bike riding, do exercise, yeah. interact with other people. Even though I'm all day interacting on the computer, mm -hmm. you know, having that mm -hmm. external connection is always much hard. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you are actually helping women to strive for success and help them to break through barriers due to the pandemic and continue mm -hmm. striving for the great success. You know, recently yeah. there was an article on Forge Magazine how more than a third of Americans have displayed a clinical sign of anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. or even both since the uh, coronavirus pandemic began. How are employers dealing with the effect of employment for women today? 
That's a great question. You know, like I was saying earlier, we're all going through something, right? So now we're having our managers, our supervisors, our business owners, our CEOs, they're also going through very high levels of stress and anxiety, you know? And what I like to tell my clients that it's very important to have some level of self-care. Like you were saying, you go for your bike rides, you have your downtime, your meditative time, Ricardo. I very much recommend that everybody has their time for self-care daily, that they're checking in with themselves, they're looking inwards and measuring, okay, well, how is my stress level today? How is my stress level at noon or at four o'clock or at 8.30 in the morning? And if they feel like they're overwhelmed, they're overstressed, you know, their anxiety levels are through the roof. I urge my clients to just take a step back. I'm a big person um, in regards to believing that our breath work is everything. I believe taking deep breaths, it lowers the blood pressure. It, it really kind of helps us reframe our thought process. Yeah. So there's, there's many ways that we can cut back in regards to our anxiety and, and also keeping in mind, Ricardo, being empathic to, pe to other people you know, for whatever employee or whatever business owner or whatever CEO, we all have to keep in mind that we're all going through the same things, you know, that we're all going through the very same stressors and, yeah. and to be kind to each other, you know, to be patient with each other. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. And I think levels of anxieties, level of depressions, levels of, um, how should I say, levels of not understanding certain things that we're living and surviving become very stressful in the day by day. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But with the duration of the mental recovery of a person, of any individual affected due to the pandemic, and what are the psychological consequences of, uh, how should I say, collecting trauma, right? Mm -hmm. They can mm -hmm. last for decades and more. What are the mm -hmm. chances of people mm -hmm. recovering mm -hmm. A little faster. So what, what can you enlighten us on that? Uh, how can people deal with the mental recovery of the current situation that we're having, we haven't been living in? Absolutely. You know, trauma is funny in the way that, you know, everybody takes it in different ways. We don't know the outcomes of what this pandemic is going to do for us mentally, what it does for our children who have been working from home, who have been studying from home, who are on computers for eight hours a day, the same as an adult would be. We don't know yet the long-term effects on what this has done for our psyche. Yeah. But like I revert back to finding our power, I guess, through our pain. You know, we, we know that we're undergoing this process, Ricardo. We know what we're suffering, but it's finding that inside to move forward, right? So yeah. we have to take it day by day and understand that, like we were talking about the marathon, we, it's in all the small, consistent steps that matter. So we take it day by day. You know, we measure out our work-life balance. We're making mm -hmm. sure, Ricardo, that even though we're putting, you know, there's some business owners that are fighting right now to save their businesses. You yeah. know, they've been in business decades and, and they're seeing that through the pandemic that they're failing, you know, keeping in mind that our stressors at work are also on top of stressors at home. So we want to be able to find that balance, you know, and we find that through self-care. Self-care. And for me, self-care, self and let me ask you this, is correct me if I'm wrong. But it is it for me? Self care is finding that motivational aspect that gives me that boost in the morning. 
It could be a song. It could be a podcast. It could be a um, a book, an audio book, right? That's my motivation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to hear Joe Austin in the morning because he's mm-hmm. so enlightened, so empowering, mm-hmm. right? It gets mm-hmm. me pumped. It gets me going, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the right individuals out there looking for that path of success, they have to find that one niche. And that's one of the things that you help them, right? You help them just, you analyze those people in a way that you find their condition, situation, where are they at, and you find their stimulus of progressing to move forward. And what is it that you enlighten them to the path of finding that acuity entity that allows them to move forward on a day by day on every obstacle. And with everything that we have stated, Elizabeth, I know that you are a very detail-oriented woman. Can you enlighten us more on how can people find more help about who you are, what you do, and how can they get assistance for other people? And where can they find the information about it? Thank you, Ricardo. Absolutely. You know, I have a website. It's the www.centerforwomeninfamily.com. And I also have a podcast. All one one word. Okay. All one word. And um, I just kicked off a podcast and it's, it's called The Power of Pain. And it's using our pain to our advantage. I talk about all sorts of things and it's not just specific for women. It's, you know, uh, relationship issues, work issues, narcissism, all sorts of things. So I, I really like to, people like to hide that they're in pain or, you know, some people are very private and, and they go through griefs and pain in their own way and without everybody, you know, knowing about it. But what I really want to relay is a message that it's such an important process of our psyche. You know, people try to run away from the pain, but the more we run, Ricardo, the more it it chases after us, you know, and it's not until we kind of turn around and we face it that, that it begins to subside. And that's when we begin to grow. So I have that podcast out, you know, and in regards to the question about self-care, Self-care can be anything, Ricardo. It's five minutes, like you said, 10 minutes in the morning, whether it's listening to something that motivates you, whether it's working out and or running, or I like the first thing that I do in the morning is that I meditate. Whatever time I have, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's 20 minutes, I collectively get my thoughts together before I begin my day. I really put out what my day is going to look like. And then I just give it to the universe, if that makes sense. That way I'm not, you know, dependent on if I'm going to feel overstressed out at work or if I'm going to see patients that are very, you know, that are suffering through a lot of trauma, you know, which sometimes affects us as therapists too. You know, we're, we're humans and we take on a lot of what we hear. So meditating in the morning, whether it's a salt bath at night, all sorts of things. Just not- finding what you like to do. Yeah, I have not been able to master the meditation part. Even when I was in my young, youthful years of doing uh, martial arts, you know, karate and mm-hmm. kung fu and all mm-hmm. these different martial arts that I used to participate, one of the key essentials mm-hmm. was to relax, sit down, close your eyes, breathe, and meditate. And for me, I found that always that mm-hmm. so odd that it, I have not been able to really master that. It's hard. It's hard, it's hard. right? But it's something, it's yeah. like doing yoga, right? You do yoga Absolutely. and you find that one way that it helps you relax your, your inner spirit or your inner self. Or, and mm-hmm. uh, yoga, has gone, I got really good at doing yoga, but uh, oh. I got to practice more. 
And you're right. It's in all the practice. It's in all the small, consistent steps. So a big key in meditation. It's hard for us, Ricardo, because our thoughts are coming in like waves, right? Especially if we're active people. But the key to meditation is to blank slate your mind. So you're not thinking about anything. And when a thought comes into your mind, just as easily as it comes in, you recognize that it goes out. Huh. And how do you avoid that? How do you, how do you do that? I mean, how, what's the process on how to avoid that process of uh, blocking things out? Because, man, sometimes my brain is going in every direction. I'm thinking, I know. thinking that. And I'm sure mm -hmm. all the business owners are going through the same thing. How do we mm -hmm. block mental thinking right how do we do that it's just you have to find a quiet space when you're alone that's key the second key is that you actively visualize in your mind whether it's a blank piece of paper whether it's a black chalkboard i feel like for me a black chalkboard is always very visual i like to visualize things very clearly and you focus on that The mind really can't focus on more than two things at a time, really more than one. Yeah. You know, it, that, it, that's a big key to anxiety. You know, you can't really focus. When somebody's going through a panic attack, I always have them refocus on something else. And that's how the mind works. And you really focus in on that. Thoughts will come in, Ricardo, but mm -hmm. they'll also go out. You know, and, and you can't grow that anxiety. You just have to kind of be in that yes. moment. No, you, you mentioned something there. Now, do you help people also to figure out if certain food that they're eating cause them anxiety? Or the, do you know if you can you elaborate a little bit more on the nutritional aspect? Because sometimes people don't realize they're eating certain food that they're going to be causing that. Do you help them on doing those things? You know, I don't like to bring up nutrition just because I'm not a nutritional expert, but I am a therapist that I believe very highly in integrative, integrative health. I believe what we eat makes a direct impact on everything we do. I also believe that, you know, a lot of our serotonins and, and other hormones, it, it resides in our gut. There's a lot of studies that correlate gut health with mental health. And they're very interesting to catch up on. And, you know, as for myself, I like to take the integrative approach. I think that mental health needs to be addressed in many different forms. And that's physical health goes alongside mental health that goes alongside emotional health. You know, I like to check in with my women. Um, and I also correlate with their physicians, with their gynecologists, making sure that their blood work is okay, making sure that their hormone levels are Are up to par so that I know that I'm working with a clean slate. You know, I'm absolutely certain that it's depression and not thyroid, but nutrition plays a huge part in many different things. So there could be a, a condition based on what they're eating that is causing certain behaviors, right? That is allowing those people to act the way they're acting due to the fact of certain health conditions. Interesting to know. That's a very good point. I love having you in our podcast. I enjoy Thank everything you. you have stated to us. I will make Thank sure you. that all information associated to you is very well documented and people can actually reach out to you or all Thank of our you. listeners can find your... Um, can you elaborate again on your website? Yes. My website is www.centerforwomenandfamily.com. On Instagram, I'm on Queen of Therapy. You can find me on Instagram. 
also on Facebook, Elizabeth Berrocal, you can find me there. I like to post a lot of things in regards to mental health and what we look for in finding a good therapist, all, all sorts of little tidbits that I like to post. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on psychology today. Yeah. So I have some things out that you can find me. Thank you for everything you have shared with us. And we look Thank forward you. to hear more about you. Talk Thank you, you so much. You've been listening to the Inside Story on Franchising with your host, Ricardo Matos. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. That way, you'll never miss a new episode and you can help spread the word to more entrepreneurs like yourself. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.